How to Avoid Mistakes in Your Podcast. Welcome to the Audacity to Podcast, episode 262. Thank you for joining me for the Audacity to Podcast. I'm Daniel J. Lewis, and this is the award-winning in-depth podcast about podcasting. It's where I give you the guts and teach you the tools to launch or improve your own podcast for sharing your passions and finding success. I know that podcasters often hate to edit their podcast, but it's also what I often hear podcasters talking about spending a lot of time on. So you're spending a lot of time doing something you absolutely hate. It's no wonder many podcasters quit after or even before seven episodes because they just can't stand doing all of that editing. And the biggest tip for better, faster editing is to have less to edit in the first place. But there are those times that mistakes happen in your podcast and it might be something you'll consider editing out or you might want to leave it in. In episode 96, I talked about how to fix a mistake that you've already made in your podcast. And I'll reference that more as I go with this episode. So if you've already let a mistake out there and you want to know how do you fix that and what are your options, both technically and practically, like should you force a re-download? How would you do that? Uh, What can you do with your media host? That kind of thing. Go back and listen to episode 96 if you're interested in that. But I have a link to that in the show notes for this episode at theaudacitypodcast.com slash avoid mistakes. But for this episode, I want to focus on how to avoid making those mistakes in the first place. I'm not going to cover all of the potential podcasting mistakes that you could make, like getting the wrong microphone or using the wrong media host or not using a media host, that kind of thing. That's a great topic for a different episode. But for this, I want to talk about avoiding mistakes in your ongoing episodes that you record. How? Can you avoid making those mistakes so you don't have to do as much editing afterward? Throughout this episode, I'm going to use a little example of a piano performer. I know the real Brian from ProfitCast would be so proud of that because he's also a piano performer and I have a piano performance background. My actual education was in music composition, which you might not have ever guessed, but that's where I did learn a lot about production skills and timing and certain other aspects of art and creativity. So I have five tips for you to help you make fewer mistakes in your podcast. Number one, prepare. Number two, practice. Number three, slow down. Number four, review. And number five, fix as appropriate. If you'd like to follow along in the show notes for this episode, number 262, then go to theaudacitypodcast.com slash avoid mistakes. Let's dig into this in depth. Number one, prepare. As the proverb goes, failing to plan is planning to fail. I've seen this Again and again and again, my worst episodes, actually my worst whatevers in life have always been from not spending enough time preparing. Don't prepare only what you want to say, but also prepare how you want to say it. It's very easy to come up with a list of topics and news stories and say, okay, I want to talk about this and this and this and this and this and mention this story, interview this guest cover this issue, but then 
how are you actually going to say what you want to for those things? You need to prepare that. And also the thing that I think we often forget when we're preparing for presentations or for podcasts is preparing how you want to transition between different things. The transitions can often be the most awkward places, and as I've mentioned in a previous episode about faster podcast editing, a quick hack to improve your podcast editing workflow is to look first at your transition points, where the conversation moves from one person to another, or where you move from one topic to another. That's usually where there needs to be some editing, because sometimes we're not good at the transitions. But if you prepare what you want to say, how you want to say it, and how you're going to transition between things, then your presentation will be a lot better and you won't have to edit as much. You don't have to script your podcast to get this kind of preparation. But as an aside here, I have found that scripting is a great way to prepare the content and presentation, even if you don't read that script. Because the script can help you to write the story or your thoughts in a logical way and write in the way that you talk too. And that way you can get the ideas out there, written down on paper or in the computer. You can figure out how you want to transition from something. You can remember certain points that you want to cover or certain ways that you want to say things. Those can become your show notes, by the way, but you don't have to read from that script. I've tried something recently with my video shoots where before what I've done is I'll prepare, I know what I want to say, I have a basic outline for when I would do video shoots, and then I would get in front of the camera and try to not have my notes in front of me because I didn't want to look down or look off camera to look at notes for what's coming next. And that hurt me because I do prepare But I still need reminders for what's coming next so I can make that transition so I can remember my list of five points and that kind of thing. So for my videos, I would prepare and prepare and prepare, but I would still mess up and it's harder to cover up an edit point in a video. So I would often have to redo the video from the beginning and I would stumble over things and it would take me hours to record a five minute video. But more recently... I purchased a teleprompter and a fantastic app for iOS for uh, teleprompter software. I'll do a probably a separate review about the software because it's just so great by itself. It's called Prompt Smart, and I'll throw a link to that in the show notes if you're interested at theaudacitypodcast.com slash avoid mistakes. But I'm using a teleprompter now, and I do write a script for my videos, and I've only shot a video once with a script like that. But because I wrote the script in the way that I speak, it was very easy for me to read the script back during the video. And I felt like the video went really well. That video isn't available yet at the time of this recording, but it will be available soon. So you can watch at theaudacitypodcast.com via YouTube or my iTunes video channel to see my review of the Yamaha AG03 and AG06 mixers. That was recorded with a teleprompter. So I did record a script, but there were several times when I went off script because I wanted to, and I felt like I had that freedom. Preparing is a lot like learning the music for a pianist. This isn't practicing to perfection. This is the learning part, figuring out the fingering, figuring out what notes and chords and all of that needs to be used in the performance of this piece. 
Pianists don't have to get the music perfect when they're first starting their preparation. They simply need to learn what they'll have, and then they can work on the finer details in practice later. This is the number one way to avoid mistakes in your podcast. Prepare. Number two, practice. After you've prepared the what and how of your communication, practice it. See how it works. There have been several times that I've had to throw away an episode of the Audacity to Podcast because I thought it didn't communicate well. I didn't communicate well. Either my energy wasn't there or I stumbled over myself a bunch of times in the episode and I thought it was not worth even saving by editing out those stumble points. So there have been several times when I have re-recorded the entire episode from the beginning to the end and every time I've done that, it's been much better. And that's without revising my notes or my outline or anything like that. So why was the second time better than the first time? Even if I recorded the second time immediately after recording the first time, you might think I'd have less energy then, but sometimes I have more energy. Why is it better that second time? Because the first time was essentially a dress rehearsal for me. It was a complete practice of my entire presentation. So I knew where the problem spots were. And the second time around, I could very easily avoid those or I knew better what I actually wanted to say and how I wanted to say it and what kinds of transitions I wanted to make. I'm not saying you have to do that same thing where you record every episode twice and you use the second one. Although don't be afraid to try that if you really feel like your episode did not go well. You don't have to practice your entire episodes. Look at concert pianists. Sometimes they'll practice the entire song, and certainly they do that quite frequently, but often they'll be practicing small sections over and over and over. You'll often see this in an orchestra as they're warming up, and that that sound, that I just love that sound of the orchestra messing around and doing all kinds of things, and Sometimes I wonder if the orchestra members are in there just secretly throwing out notes because they have nothing else to do. But sometimes they're rehearsing specific portions that they want to make sure they get it perfectly in their performance. So for you, you don't need to practice the entire episode. You may just need to practice a small portion of your episode. And you don't even have to practice it out loud or with your co-host. Rehearse it in your mind. How do you see this going? How would you tell this story? How would you make this transition? How would you make this point that you're trying to make? How would you convey these emotions? This can all be in your mind. It could be in writing in some way as you write down a script or a practice in some way with your words in that way and you figure out the best way to communicate. And another form of practicing is simply reviewing your notes and reminding yourself how you'll be transitioning between your points or reminding yourself of specific things that you want to say in your episodes. These are different forms of practicing. And when you practice, you'll make fewer mistakes in your episodes. That's number two, practice. Number three, slow down. There's nothing wrong with going fast. You may be a fast talker, you may be a slow talker, but do realize this, just like with driving, the faster you go, the easier it is to crash and burn. Sometimes 
You may simply need to slow down so you don't stumble over your words or start adding filler words, as some people will have this really fast pace and they'll be going and going and going and um 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 um, and then they finally get out what they're trying to say. They don't want to stop their pace because they've been going so quickly and they just have to keep going and going and going and going and going and they can't think of anything else to say, so they just throw in some filler words. Don't feel like you have to do that. Slow down. Slow down your pace, maybe. Maybe even pause. It's okay to have pauses in your audio. You don't have to edit out every pause. Do edit out the awkward pauses where it's clear you don't know what you're transitioning into. But silence is powerful. And there are times when you need to leave in that silence. And leaving in some silence and slowing down can help you to communicate more clearly sometimes and make those transitions more easily. Sometimes this is simply slowing down your pace of speaking, so you're not going at 100 miles per hour. Sometimes it could mean that you're pausing completely. After all, it's much easier to edit out a long silence, or maybe a short silence if you use the pause feature on your recorder, than to edit out bad content. Because when you're looking at a waveform in your audio editor, You can see those really long silences. Many audio editing tools even have the ability to truncate the silence. And you can say, find any silence that's longer than three seconds and truncate it down to a second. It's much easier to do that than to glance at the waveform and try to recognize those spots that you need to edit. Some of us can recognize our own ums because they do have a certain pattern in the waveform that's easy to see. But I'm talking about the bigger things that maybe you started saying something and you completely messed it up so you need to say it differently or you weren't quite sure where you wanted to go so you wasted words before making your transition. Some of this can come along with the stress of live streaming and I've certainly experienced that myself and I do experience it quite frequently where I feel like when I am live streaming, I really need to ensure I am speaking and there's something flowing, especially since sometimes the live stream recordings go out to YouTube or somewhere else so someone can watch them. But it's okay to pause, gather your thoughts, and then keep going. And then simply edit out those pauses. Slowing down isn't only for your presentation, but it might also be that you need to slow down with everything else around your podcast, all of your other tasks and responsibilities associated with your podcast. For example, are you rushing your preparation where you sit down for only five or 10 minutes to prepare for an hour long episode? Or are you in too much of a hurry to publish an episode that you forget to check important things in that episode or to edit it as thoroughly as you should? Look at these other areas outside of your actual recording session and see if maybe you're rushing things. Maybe you need to give yourself more time. I switched the publishing schedule for the Audacity to Podcast a while back because I was trying too hard to get an episode out on Monday evenings. So I'd rush, rush, rush and stress and it meant staying later at the office or at the computer and studio, whatever the situation was at that time. And I would rush too much, but now I've adjusted the schedule so that I have more time to publish the episode so I don't have to rush as much. Now, sometimes mistakes do still make their way in, and I'll talk about that in a moment because you might know exactly what I'm talking about with some mistakes I've recently made in the last couple weeks. There are times to be fast and also times to be slow. 
just like the performing pianist, you may simply need to slow down on those difficult parts so that you can focus and be more thorough or get that technique down just right, communicate just the way you need to. And then there are the other times where your passion can take over and you're in that moment and you are going fast and maybe there are some mistakes here and there, but they don't slow you down. They don't stop you. You just keep on going and that can be okay too. But in general, slow down a little bit and you'll make fewer mistakes. That's number three. Number four, review. Reviewing is something that you can do both before and after you record your episodes. If you review beforehand, it's a form of practice. If you're reviewing afterward, it's a form of quality control. I'm not necessarily recommending that you re-listen or re-watch your complete episode looking for stuff that needs to be fixed, like every single breath and every single mouth noise and every single um and every single pause and that kind of thing. You can go crazy trying to find stuff like that to edit. But reviewing can be a good way of finding those big distractions, the things that made their way in, the things you may have forgotten about in your presentation, the stuff that you may have forgotten to edit because you were so focused on some of the smaller details or simply somewhere else. Review these things. You could listen back to your entire episode or rewatch your episode to catch these things. And if you do, consider maybe doing it at a faster pace. If you use the Overcast app on iOS as your podcast app, there's a new feature that if you're a patron supporter of Overcast, you can now upload MP3s to Overcast. So that could be a great way that you could upload your draft MP3 of your episode and listen to it in Overcast with its super fast speed enabled. So you're not listening to yourself as a chipmunk as many audio editors would make you sound. And it can be a way that you can find those things that really stand out, the big distracting things that you might have forgotten, or to just simply know how good of an episode it was. Reviewing could also take as little as a couple minutes to just jump around to particular spots that you knew needed to be edited and you want to double check to make sure you edited those spots, like the beginning, the ending, maybe some spots here and there in the middle. And then triple check those common areas where you struggle, like your transitions or your intro and outro with your timing and music overlap and that kind of thing. This is what I failed to do on a recent episode of the Audacity to Podcast. It's since been fixed, but something really weird happened with the editing software that my producer was using. And it wasn't that my producer failed at his job. It was something weird happened with the software. And we figured out since then what it was because he was working on multiple projects at the same time and maybe saved one, but not the other. So what ended up happening is that the episode was edited up to a certain point, And then the rest of it was unedited. And I could have caught that if I'd done a super simple review to just ensure that the beginning looks and sounds good and the end looks and sounds good. If I'd simply checked that, I would have known, oh wait, the ending doesn't look right here. That might mean that there's more stuff that isn't right either. But I didn't review that. I've also had a couple problems that I'm going to pretend they cancel each other out. With my email newsletter subscribers, there was an email I sent my subscribers where I meant to say, I need your help, but I said, I need you help. And then there was another email where I meant to say you, but I accidentally said your. So I'm going to pretend those two errors cancel each other out and it's all good. And I especially didn't like it when 
I saw people replying to the email where I said, I need you help. And I saw that email subject line over and over and over and over and over in my inbox. I felt like slapping my head every time I got a new reply because it was just in my face that, yes, I had this typo in the subject line of my email. I'm very grateful no one pointed that out because it was quite obvious to me after so long. But I realized that's my problem with my emails. When I send my email newsletters, I review the content. I read it and reread it at least a couple times and I edit it down and I make sure that I communicate more properly, spell check, that kind of thing. But where I often forget to review is the subject line of the email. So I have several times had errors in the subject lines of my emails because I did not review them. And as has happened sometimes in my episodes, I didn't review even just a basic review to glance and ensure that it looks like it's been edited and mistakes made their way out there into the public. So this is number four, review. And number five, fix as appropriate. Sometimes a mistake does make its way through and then you have a few choices of how to handle that mistake. You could either continue without acknowledging the mistake like a good piano performer would do where they just keep playing. They don't stop and then try and replay that measure. You'll see kids doing that often when they play piano at a recital or something. They'll mess up and they just can't keep going unless they fix that glitch. But you could consider correcting the mistake in the moment. Maybe it's something in your episode. You said the wrong word. You could simply correct yourself right then and keep going. For example, mispronouncing a word or using the wrong word in a particular case. It's very easy to simply say, excuse me, use the correct word and then keep moving on. You don't have to go back and re-say the entire sentence. You'll see professional communicators do make mistakes from the stage for whatever reason and they correct it and keep moving on. And people don't afterwards say, oh, it was horrible because they made this mistake that they had to correct. Sometimes you can leave those mistakes in without acknowledging them. Sometimes you do need to correct the mistake for a moment and keep moving on and it's fine to leave that mistake and the brief correction in there. Or you could take down that mistake altogether, maybe by editing it out. Or if you made a mistake with your episode, maybe you need to take down the episode altogether and then re-upload it with the fix. And there are some things to consider about whether you want to force a re-download of the fixed version or just make it fixed for everyone who downloads it afterward. In episode 96 of the Audacity to Podcast, I talked about how to fix a podcast mistake. And I have that link in the show notes for this episode at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash avoid mistakes. And there are some practical and technical tips inside of that episode for what to do when you have a mistake and you need to fix it. But here's my general recommendation for if there's a mistake in your podcast that you've already released, what you should do with it. If the mistake is so bad that the podcast is unlistenable, unconsumable, they can't understand the message, the volume level is horrible, or something just makes it unbearable and unlistenable, that's when you would want to force a re-download of the episode. I've had this happen before where I accidentally muted a track in a multi-track project. So you hear the main host and not the co-host at all. That's a big mistake. So that's a good moment to force a re-download of the episode. Or maybe 
the interview audio was completely missing, I forgot to stick it in there, or anything like that could happen with your podcast, that might be a moment to force a re-download. But there are those moments where, like I had in a recent episode of the Audacity podcast, the communication was still there. It's just you heard more glitches in that communication. The volume level was fine. My timing wasn't good. I messed up a couple things and I corrected myself on them. And you hear me correct myself. I messed up the timing with my outro music, which does happen quite often, but it's very easy to correct in post-production with the way that I record my audio. And the message was still communicated. Sure, it had some more glitches in it, but it wasn't necessary to force a re-download for that. So that was one where I decided to simply fix it for the rest of the people who would download that episode. So a couple people did contact me after that episode, and they said, hey, did you know that there's this end part that's very unedited? Yeah, the first maybe quarter of my audience did download the episode with the unedited ending, but then I fixed it, re-uploaded it, and did not force a re-download, then the rest of the 75% of my audience could download the version that didn't have the mistake, and I would just move on and not force a re-download for everyone else because they got the communication I wanted them to from that episode. The mistakes did not prevent them from receiving the message. So you need to fix as appropriate and listen to episode 96 for more ideas on fixing a podcast mistake, and I have that link in the show notes for this episode. Once again, these five tips for avoiding mistakes in your podcast are number one, prepare. Number two, practice. Number three, slow down. Number four, review. And number five, fix as appropriate. I'd love to hear from you. What are some of the common mistakes that you make in recording your podcast? And especially if you used to make a mistake very often, how did you overcome that mistake? Maybe it's saying, um, Maybe it is stumbling over your words. Maybe it's something else, technical and such. Please comment on the show notes for this episode at theaudacitypodcast.com slash avoid mistakes. That's also where you can go to share this episode out. And I'd love it if you would share this episode. I really appreciate that. After the last episode where I had several quotes that could be tweeted very easily from the show notes, I saw many of you sharing that out. And I really appreciate that. It's the best way that you can support my podcast, or any other podcast that you enjoy, is share the episode, tweet it, Facebook it, Reddit it, Pinterest it, Google Plus it, whatever. Send it to your email list if you think it's helpful to your audience. Mention it on your podcast, whatever the case. Sharing is caring, and sharing is the best way to support the podcast that you enjoy. One of the other ways to support a podcast you enjoy is by writing a review. And I'm very grateful to Cardoso Phil from Ireland, who said about the Audacity to Podcast, you should listen. If you intend to start or improve your podcast, the Audacity to Podcast is one of the greatest. You can see Daniel puts a great effort into teaching you every aspect of podcasting. Thank you very much, Cardoso Phil, for that kind review. And that was from Ireland. I love seeing the reviews from countries other than the United States of America. Thank you very much for that wonderful review. I use mypodcastreviews.com to get all of my international podcast reviews emailed to me automatically. I recently checked because someone was asking in a podcast group how many reviews you have. So I recently checked and I've got 252 podcast reviews from 15 countries. Wow, that is awesome. Thank you very much 
for reviewing the Audacity to Podcast. If you haven't written a review and you'd like to, then the link to iTunes as well as Stitcher are on the website at theaudacitytopodcast.com. But also think about reviewing the other podcasts that you listen to. And you can use mypodcastreviews.com to get all of your reviews sent to you automatically. And you can go onto the website and sort them and filter them and share individual reviews with your followers on social networks. That's at mypodcastreviews.com. And the link to that is in the show notes for this episode as well. Coming up, I'll be speaking at Social Media Marketing World in April, Podcast Success Summit in May, and Podcast Movement in July. If you want to go to Podcast Movement, use my promo code SOCIETY to save $40, and I'll be a sponsor there. So stop by our booth, and it'd be great to meet you. I was also recently on an episode of Podcasters Roundtable. I have that link in the show notes, and we were talking about podcasting hacks. It was a great conversation, some really cool hacks, time savers, and other cool tricks over there. I have the links to that and all of these other resources and information that I mentioned in the show notes for this episode, number 262 at theaudacitypodcast.com slash avoid mistakes. Now that I've given you some of the guts and taught you some of the tools, it's time for you to go launch or improve your own podcast for sharing your passions and finding success. I'm Daniel J. Lewis from theaudacitypodcast.com. Thanks for listening. The Audacity to Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. The Audacity to Podcast is also a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Find more at techpodcasts.com.